Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nerd Wars Live. I am Andy Signor. Thank you so much for tuning in. As usual, we have a doozy for you today. I'm so excited. Uh, everyone is raving all around online about release the Snyder Cut. I got into a couple beefs myself. People just assume I am not supportive of Zack Snyder or the Snyder Cut, saying it doesn't exist. I want to go again on record. I believe there is a cut of Snyder's vision. Uh, what that vision is, I think, is up for debate, but there's absolutely clearly a vision of the Snyder Cut. So that's not what this debate is about. The question for today is, let's say there is a cut that Snyder's made based off all the, th the rumors that we've heard, things we know about Zack, all of those things. Could the Snyder Cut save Justice League? Now, before you hate at me, I think it's safe to say Justice League needed some fixing because everyone's demanding that Snyder do a new cut. So I don't think that's a, a, an unfair thing to say. So that's the question today. Because I, I, I personally, my cards on the table, I find Justice League to be a very mediocre action movie. And given the heroes that are in it, it should have been just flames, the best thing that's ever made, way better than Avengers, and it was a little bit of a, of a, bust, a bummer for me. Uh, so we'll talk about why, how do we determine what makes it uh, fixed, all of that stuff, and I brought in some fantastic fighters to do this today. So happy to have it. So here's how it's going to work. We have two special guests on one team uh, because I, I locally everyone wanted to hate on the Justice League, uh, and so thankfully I got two awesome people who were there to, to come because I want to give us a fair fight. Uh, and I got one guy uh, who just made he made a he got like a million views on hating the Justice League, so it's gonna be perfect side on both sides. Uh, let's meet our fighters first up uh, on uh, the uh, I do have here for, yeah first up on uh, here it is there we go those are these are your, all your fighters I can get used to my controls. Uh, first up on the Alpha team, who will be defending Zack Snyder's honor and saying that Justice League can be fixed uh, with a Snyder Cut, it's Uche. Uche, welcome to the show, man. What's going on, man? How you doing? Appreciate so you having me on. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you. I've, been, I've, I've checked out some of your work. I've seen you on Geeks and Gamers doing content over there, uh, and you are a fan of uh, the Snyder Cut. Safe to say? I mean, of Justice League, Snyder Cut, all that stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Big fan. Okay, good. So you believe that it can be uh, the observant lineman himself believes <laughs> that this cut, this notorious cut, can save Justice League. Well, you know, I, I wouldn't say that it's necessary for it to save Justice League. I think there was a vision behind the entire arc that Snyder and his DC universe was getting towards. And because of knee-jerk reactions, because of the climate and the expectations of uh, the movie or the comic book movie industry at the time, uh, people just weren't uh, very attuned to the kind of story he was trying to tell. It was a five movie arc, and well, had he opening. been allowed to go through his vision, save your opening. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I want you don't get into it too much yet. All right, so noted. So yeah. good. I love all that, but you're clearly you're saying there's a vision there that would have saved this. Noted. Next to you, uh, who's going to take the the opposite side, uh, Sam Jones of Nitpicks. Welcome, Sam. Hello. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. You are not a fan of Justice League, if I can, no. if I can get a sense based off the very the hour long, oh, not hour, but the long video you did uh, with got a lot of views. Uh, but you really just were not a fan. Is that safe to say? Uh, yeah, that's very safe to say. I, I would say it's the worst superhero film ever made. Yes, you went there. You went that far. So we really did get both sides of the coin here. So welcome, Sam. I am going to hear you both. I don't think it's the worst superhero ever made. But we'll hear your side. Uh, all right, so Sam and Uche are going to be the main main start us off, but helping them both. I'm so excited to have Ryan from RK Outpost. Welcome, Ryan. 
Hey, what's going on, Andy? I'm, I'm really happy to be here, man. Thanks for uh, reaching out and getting this together. Yeah, you reached out, and you, I, when I was looking for people to defend Zack Snyder and the Snyder Cut's honor, you were first up, and I paid attention. Uh, so thank you for coming forward and, and doing this. Uh, you got a, you got a big army that's – they're relying on you to do this right. Are you feeling confident you and Uche can do it? Oh, I'm feeling oh. great. And, you know, we got the Snyder Absolutely. army on our backs, 800,000 <laughs> tweets strong. And, uh, you know, I think that Samuel uh, – I think that I know how much you hated Justice League. You got 2 million views on that video. I absolutely hated Justice League too for a lot of the same reasons. So I think you're going to be maybe more on our side than you yeah. think. So I'm All looking right. forward All to right. it. I'm looking forward to it. And to help you, Samuel, I got a, I got a great uh, fighter here in studio, one of our best. Uh, he's going to help uh, midway through. Uh, Ryan and Adon here. Welcome Adon to the show. Hey, Adon. Always good to be here. Oh, I turned your mic off again. There, there we go. go. Now you're on. <laughs> Always good to be here. I'm happy to support the right cause, uh, so I'm glad I could be on your side. All right, well, here's the whole team. Here's who's fighting. We got Sam and Adon versus Uche and Ryan. You guys can see them all on screen now at the same time. This is going to be awesome. You guys in the comments can get involved. Check out the little instructions down below, uh, and feel free to chime in. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, I wasn't getting your chats. Let me reset so I make sure I get your words coming in. Uh, thank you to the guys who sent those super chats early on. I just had to refresh, so I lost a couple of them, but I saw Mary and a couple others showed some support early on. Thank you so much for that. All right, guys, let's do this. Happy to do this. Uh, let's let it off with Alpha. Alpha team's going to start us off. Uche, you started already. Why? And I want to pre preface something. Let's talk about why Justice League needs to be fixed and how the Snyder Cut would do that. Uh, so when in your opening, sort of tell me what in your mind was not the perfectest <coughs> Justice League and why do you believe Snyder has a mysterious cut that's going to solve those problems? Go ahead, Uche, lead us off. All right. So, you know, you got to take a step back, right? Look at what happened to Justice League. Look at the entire process of that movie and its production from start to finish. First off, Zack Snyder, who through unfortunate circumstances, uh, which was actually used as cover, was fired by WB midway through the process. The problem that we have with Warner Brothers as a production company is that they are too reactionary to the industry. And one of the things that really put... Uh, the first kind of halt to the DCEU was the fact that they reacted to what was more of a critic, uh, I would say it was a more of a critic-induced uh, drowning or bombing of Batman v Superman. That's where it started. And they, they reacted so abruptly to the way that that movie was received by the critics that it ch changed the entire perception of where their universe was going. Like, Zack Snyder had a vision for a five-story arc based around Superman. That arc started off with a Superman who was not necessarily... Uh, he, was a new, he was new to the world of, of being a superhero. He was new to having the, uh, having the responsibility that he had uh, in Man of Steel. He, didn't, he was still learning how to how to bring himself out to the public. And when you move forward from that, the arc was going to take him into uh, the, he was going to evolve into the Superman that we more are, are aligned with from the comic books. And that vision was only about, a, what, 25% realized or, or 33 or 15% realized by the time Batman v Superman came around. And with the knee jerk reaction you got from, uh, the, the the audience, which was divisive, the movie was divisive, of course. There are people who love it, there are people who hate it. But 
because of how the industry was, was structured and because of the trends of the industry, Marvel and the MCU formula was the formula that won the day and anything related to comic books and anything related to fantasy, they wanted to see a more formulaic, uh, uh, connected universe. And that made, uh, that made Snyder and a lot of the people in DC have to change course abruptly to suit what Warner Brothers wanted. And when they saw the opportunity to get rid of Zack Snyder and bring in Joss Whedon, that's where, you know, the entire Justice League film went off the rails. I mean, you got to know that they replaced 30 to 45 percent of that movie solely because of the tone that they wanted to kind of follow that the MCU was running with. And the MCU was doing its own thing. And instead of allowing Zack Snyder to continue his vision and to do it the way that they knew he would do it when they hired him, because you have Watchmen, you have 300, you know what his style is, you know what kind of director you're getting. And you know where his where his where his talents lie in that he's going to make a grittier, darker uh, representation of whatever film he's or whatever characters he's dealing with. And they gave him that job and they gave him the responsibility. So if you're going to say you're a director driven studio, then allow your director to finish his vision for better or worse. Can we sit here and say that this movie would have been? I mean, can we all sit here and say wholeheartedly this movie would have been worse had they just let? Zack Snyder, you know, develop it the way he saw fit. We all know what the details are. And we see a vastly better movie than what we got in the theaters. Well, let's see what Sam thinks. Would we have seen a worse version? Sam, I asked that question to you. Would the Snyder cut fix Justice League? Let's hear your thoughts. Uh, well, I don't know. No one knows. That's partly why I think this whole thing is being fueled so strongly. It's more curiosity, I think. You know, even people who are on the fence who aren't necessarily, you know, massive Snyder fans or even massive DC fans are curious to see what this alternative cut of this film looks curiosity? like. Curiosity? Did you see Did you see the, 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 the renders of Darkseid? Did you see the, 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 the rest of cyborg's story arc that was i mean clearly going to be the heart of the movie i mean these were things that that snyder's been letting out now for two years and you just see a movie that clearly had better concepts behind it than what we got i mean that's we're we're curious i want you i love the passion keep it at but let's let's at least get uh him as sam get your opening remarks in and then uche you can roast him all you want but go ahead Sam. (laughs) keep going well i mean i would argue that we don't know if any of that is true Snyder can be, you know, saying anything about this film. He has not made an official statement. And that's, you know, I agree with you totally. Warner Brothers are totally in the wrong. They hired this guy to make a film. That's a piece of art. Yet they changed their mind when the film was apparently almost 100% shot and then got someone else to redo his vision. But we don't know what his vision is because the film isn't out. And the decision the studio made was not to release Zack Snyder's vision. Maybe they were pandering to Marvel fans. Maybe they were pandering to focus groups and other things. Or maybe... Focus groups? Well, yeah. I mean, they do that in Hollywood all the time. I mean, that's the only argument I can see. Unless Warner Brothers saw the film and just had no faith in it. And that's why they completely wrecked it. I mean, they have wrecked this film. And I'm curious to see what Snyder's vision would be. But we don't know what it is. And we can all sit here and say, oh, yeah, Snyder was planning this five-arc thing with Superman, and it was going to be so great, and he was going to do all these things with Cyborg, but we don't know. There isn't 
actual evidence to say that Snyder's version, his cut, is going to be superior or better or, you know, is going to be a great film. And I think all of us are imagining a Snyder cut that solves all the problems. All of us are imagining this wonderful film that fulfills our wishes and desires. And we want to see that edit. But what if the truth is that Zack Snyder's cut is dark, cynical, bland, boring? What if it's, it's arguably worse? Would the fan base accept that? All right. Well, I, I want to break it open, open to everybody, but I see everybody chomping at the bit because I know there is. I see. I see you all. I see Ryan and Don here are both like, let me, let me in, coach. Let me in. Uh, here's what I, I want to hear everybody because I know that we do know a little bit more about what Zach would have done. To be fair, I think uh, Sam, we do know some of the things he's talked about it. So I imagine you're about to hear that. But I also want to hear from you, Sam, and, and I want to thank Mary because she just uh, gave it a level. Seems to me like Sam just conceded the argument by admitting he didn't know. I have to agree with her. She, you know. It's fair to say we don't know, but I need to hear why the fact that we don't know. What do we know about Snyder? And you know, what's your argument to, re- to to sort of cement this fact that there's no way Snyder's cut because of X, Y, and Z could solve the problems of Justice League? So as we get back into it, Sam, make sure you get into that. But I want to uh, go back, uh, Uche, or you can allow. I see Ryan's ready to chomp in too. Uche or Ryan, I defer who wants to, to chime in next. Uh, but let's hear more thoughts as to w- what Sam just said. Yeah, so just really quick, um, you know, Sam, I watched your video, you know, a while ago. Now it's way up at 2 million views, and I agreed with so much of what you said. But a lot of the things we do know about Zack Snyder's movie and what it was going to be, not necessarily just from Zack Snyder, but from Jay Oliva, uh, from Joss Whedon, what he's told us that he changed from different actors and saying that they were part of things that were changed. For example, we'll start at the beginning of Justice League, a couple things that you absolutely hated. Uh, you hated that opening sequence with Superman with the camera phone. That was all Joss Whedon. It's all Joss Whedon. You can tell because of the you can tell because of the reshoots and because Joss Whedon himself told us that it was him. Um, then we transitioned. And the actor as well, the main actor in that opening Batman scene. He said that was all Joss Whedon. I'm aware that the the sequences that were changed are a lot worse. Uh, because the film was not intended to be made in the way that it was presented. But I would also argue that taking on board like all these things and all these articles about what it could have been, and even Snyder himself, he directed the film. He's obviously going to hype it up. He's obviously going to oversell his cut of the film. And I think it's, it's important that we understand that Warner Brothers are a big studio that like, do know a lot about films as well. And though we can easily write this narrative about them pandering to Marvel fans and just like completely destroying this film for money, which, you know, I could. I don't think it was about pandering to Marvel fans. I think that the market, the industry that they're in at the time, the trends of the market were trending heavily towards the MCU. The MCU was 10, what, 10, almost 10 movies in. So let's talk about what's trending. Uh, I'm going to jump in. I'm sorry to interrupt you on this, but. When Man uh, Man of Steel came out and Batman vs Superman came out, and you made the argument about the critics, you know, you know, hitting on those. Yeah, that's where it started. I know countless people that were fans of DC, and they will watch those movies and go, "Why did this come out? Why is it so like dark and?" And on the opposite side, I know tons of DC fans who saw those movies and call Man of Steel a masterpiece. Exactly, but they call uh, Batman v Superman a near masterpiece. 
You know, I mean, and I, I, I'm going to say it. I want to make sure it's clear. Your, your point being, it depends how many people are saying that is what you just exactly. said. Yes. And it would be I, fair to argue based off box office receipts, it was more people were not a fan than were. Is that what you're trying to get yeah, at? Yeah, there's more people that are not a fan. Like, I don't care. How do you figure that? One movie, did, one movie did 800 million, one movie did 700 million. I mean, by any other production company standards, that's a great, uh, uh, that's a great see, ticket, I, ticket see, haul. And I just admit it. I don't count the receipts. I count the opinions of people voicing it. The receipts is people are going out there because they're giving it hope. They wanted to see a good movie, but walking out and being disappointed, that's that's where well, that I counts. I don't, I don't want to get hung up on this. Warner Brothers themselves have admitted that this was not the success they wanted it to be. So we can, exactly. we can get in the weeds on that all you want, but let's all be yeah. honest to each other. Yeah, of course. Yeah, this was, was not the, the success they wanted it to be. Uh, just like, you know, so let's, let's be clear on that. So I, I, I hear you both, but mm-hmm. I don't want, I don't, but go ahead and done go where you're going. Cause no, I don't want to get lost in that. But that, that's the thing. Like when we're talking about that, we can't include that in there. We, uh, what we include is that his vision, he, you said it yourself. He's done mm-hmm. about 35%, two fifths of, of what his vision was focusing on Superman to bring this in. That is almost, if not close to half of the entire franchise that what he wanted to uh, build around this. And at that point, people were not happy, not just critics, people in general. Now well, you mean from go- the justice league in production. Well, let's just, we'll, we'll put it out. It is. And people are scared at that point. Now you're going to get invest Ooh. over half of your franchise into this vision. That is not really, Everybody's keeps giving it a chance, keeps giving it a chance, but now you're failing at these chances. You gotta and keep in mind as well, but, but, Suicide but Squad had just been tanked. Yeah. You know, Batman v Superman had just been tanked. And but, but then they watch this three hour cut by Snyder, and I've never heard a studio do this to a film before. I've never seen yeah, a studio so, uh, rip it apart like and completely change the original vision. And my argument is not that Warner Brothers were justified in this decision in any way. As a filmmaker, I completely deplore it. I think it's disgusting. But my argument is that this Snyder cut, to a lot of fans who are disheartened by Justice League, to a lot of people who are upset by Justice League, to a lot of people, they think this Snyder cut is the answer and is going to be somehow save it, somehow be this you know, masterpiece film. I don't think that people are thinking of it to... I don't think that that's how people are perceiving it. I don't think the Snyder Cut is perceived as something that is going to save Justice League. I think people just genuinely want to see the real movie. Just because it's, it's... Just because it's... It's almost like, how could you disrespect a man so badly that you don't allow his actual vision to see the light of day, even though he finished it? Well, near finished it. We don't know exactly where it is, but we know that it was... A mere probably five to ten percent out of completion. Well, and how do you take a guy who has already dedicated two films, and and you got to also understand he wanted to go, he wanted to take the take it slower with the DCEU. He wanted to start slower with the DCEU. Warner Brothers panicked because they saw the Avengers and they said we need that now, and so they pushed him. To bring, uh, you know, they pushed him to, into making Batman v Superman kind of the way it was made into one uh, a semi ensemble movie, and because they wanted to push straight forward in the Justice League, everyone knows that you want to at least get some backstory and build some character uh, arcs with your supporting cast. We all know Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. You can go ahead and introduce them, 
But you can't just throw in Flash, throw in Cyborg, throw in Aquaman, and call it Justice League, and none of these characters have been introduced. And but 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 Warner Brothers wanted their Justice League. They wanted it now, and so he had to. He that I mean we all know that that scene in B, in BVS was probably never intended. It was never intended to be in the movie because they were going to introduce them at that point. That was shoehorned in, and it's obvious that the studio's interference caught, did far more damage to the film than any vision that he has uh, put out there for the public to, to to ponder on at this point. So just to clarify for me. Uh... The fact that they killed off the main character he wanted to focus on, that was his choice or the studio's decision? I mean, as far as as far as Zach's choice, that was Zach's choice. choice. But nobody said that 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 the movie was going to be perfect. But (laughs) at the same time, he also acknowledged that that wasn't the real doomsday, that that was just a doomsday because Krypton was able to manufacture these kind of war machines. They backed that up. With some uh, EU explanations in the in the Krypton show, as they already made a Doomsday in, in the Krypton show, and then if you look at the comics, I mean they have one Doomsday, but they also have been able to m- multiply and duplicate the Doomsday gene. Superman caught the Doomsday virus; he became Doomsday. So Doomsday can can is not just one singular beast, even though his origins were in the Death of Superman comic book. Well, there's only uh, one Doomsday in the comic. It's just that he evolved into a virus, and they, there was a whole thing. But I'm not going to get dragged up into that part. Yeah, well, so, I, you I, made a good point. Here's where I'm trying to get stuck on because I. Well, we, what, can I, I just can ahead, I just respond to something really sure, quickly? Sure, sure, sure. So, Zack Snyder has been basically, he's not been trusted by Warner Brothers, seemingly from Batman v Superman. As well, yeah. so it's yeah. from as early as then. Yeah, so and if, if, you, and if you've seen that in Superman's the, the ultimate cut, it's far better, and it's in a complete different order than the actual theatrical version. But I'm I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, no, I mean I I think the I personally think that the the director's cut did make a huge difference to me, even though I I don't hate Batman v Superman nearly as much as like so many other people. I yeah. you know I'm a huge Batman fan. There's loads of scenes in there that I dig. I actually like Jesse Eisenberg quite a lot as Lex Luthor. Same here. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, so, but my thing is, that means that throughout the whole way he was making Justice League, Warner Brothers was still on this guy's case. He was not given creative freedom. So even if we get this Snyder cut, it's still going to be heavily, you know, he's not been given that freedom to make the story he wanted to make, even in the Snyder cut. So, Will it be his full vision anyway? Will Snyder Cut be Zack Snyder's intended vision? Or will there still be more stuff that's been jammed in there? Yeah. So, uh, and well, I want to say Andy made a video the other day and he got a little bit of crap for it. Uh, but he was right when he talked about, because like Uche has said, the, the original thing, we've got this confirmation from Kevin Smith and others that uh, it was originally supposed to be a five-movie plan. After... Um, in the middle of the critical reaction to BVS, they said they wanted to shorten it to two-part Justice League. So when Zack made, he knew that going in, so they had to re- finagle the script a little bit and go with a over three, it's like three hours and 15 minute long cut of Justice League. That is that is the Snyder cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this, this rewrite, you know, that incorporates what he wanted to do in three into two, but a really long first act. And they also wanted to go away from the nightmare sequence because um, uh, initially that was going to be the plan. We were going to have uh, 
we're going to have Superman succumb to the anti-life equation, and we're going to have that nightmare scenario, Batman, Flash, and Cyborg, we're going to go to the, uh, go to the past and fix things. That was going to be all in the third movie. But Time to, travel. Yes, but we had, to, we had to shorten it up. So that three-hour, 15-minute cut is Zack Snyder's cut. We know we've got confirmation from multiple sources that it's done, uh, including Jason Momoa. And what I think the biggest problem with Justice League, the theatrical cut that we got, once they said we want it trash, we want it less than two hours, and we want to brighten it up. Um, we have misplaced humor. We have tints that don't make any sense when you look at the film. Because it wasn't film. It wasn't supposed to look that way. They had to lighten all this stuff up. You have that red hue that was not supposed to be that way at the end scene. The costumes were specifically designed to be in a certain uh, in a certain light. Muted, muted light, like a exactly. muted, muted filter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I so mean, then but, and all of these things happen because, um, because they decided they didn't want that Snyder cut. Obviously, we had the tragedy involving Zach's daughter, which resulted in him not being able to do what they wanted him to do, whether he would have wanted to do it anyway. And Josh, which, um, from what he's been saying, it seems like he wouldn't have wanted to do that anyway. Um, it's a slap in what, the face. I wouldn't want I, to. What I want to get down to as well is, is where does Josh Whedon fit into this narrative? Because Josh Whedon couldn't, didn't want to do Avengers 3. He essentially you know, left Marvel based on artistic integrity. And, you know, Zach and Josh have said that they're friends or, you know, they respect each other. So I don't understand how a filmmaker like Josh Whedon, who has love and respect for comic books and for film and for art, could come in and look at this, you know, vision that Zack Snyder's put together and make huge changes. You know, whether he's doing that purely for money or could there be an argument that Josh Whedon himself saw flaws in this film and genuinely tried to make it better? I, I think that's a good question. I think there's a lot of pressure from the studio. Uh, it was clear that they wanted Joss to come in and make a Marvel light. That's what they wanted it to be. You have this completely misplaced humor from Batman. <laughs> oh, somebody's definitely bleeding. Come on, <laughs> oh man. Come God. on, bro. That's not, that's not Batman. Uh, ah. so, you have the beginning scene with Superman. It's clear they wanted to make it Marvel light. They misjudged their audience because they had, even though critics were hating on it, people were still going to see these uh, these movies at a higher rate than the beginning of the MCU. Now, whether you want to argue if it was still a failure because you had higher profile uh, superheroes, you can definitely say that. But when you look at the start of the MCU versus the start of the DCU, DCU is making more money. And uh, they went and made this change and Justice League flopped. Justice League flopped hard. Uh, there was a reaction to that because I think that a lot of people that they had hooked on this vision, this, uh, this Zack Snyder vision, those fans, they went to see this and they're like, what is this? That's how I was. I was yeah. still opening night. Yeah. Yeah. I, had this, I had my Wonder Woman hat on, my Justice League shirt on. I'm ready to roll. I got, went to AMC theaters, got this stupid little promotional drink, right? Hey. Uh, paid like $15 for it, whatever. And I went and I was like, what the hell is this? I was like, in the That's what I'm saying. You're, you're I, think we all, I think we all felt a bit like that. I think we can all relate to that. And I do think that the campaign to release the Snyder Cut is in some way to try and, you know, feel better about that and to reclaim those feelings again and to maybe feel as if there is a bit more hope in Snyder and to feel as if 
you know, the film is less disappointing. We can reclaim our sense of joy in these films and and not and reverse that feeling of shock and horror when we're sitting in the cinema. But I feel as if the dream and the idea of it itself is going to be is a lot more powerful than what this cut is actually going to say and do. Because I just don't really buy the idea that a studio would rip apart a totally decent film like in the way that they did. And I don't really believe that Josh Whedon, someone who I personally respect and has proven to have artistic integrity and has said no to money before, I don't understand why he would take on this project unless maybe you could argue it was a favor because he was, you know, friends with Snyder and he felt bad for the guy because of obviously what happened, which is awful. But I feel as if Whedon felt as if he could make the film better. I feel that that's what makes sense to me. But I'm, I can't uh, prove that, obviously. But we can't well, prove any of this. It's all hypotheticals. Well, the reason why, why there is actually evidence out there as to why he actually took the Justice League uh, job, he made a stipulation that he would do the Justice League job if they allowed him to make Catwoman. I mean, oh, not, right. not, not, not Catwoman, Batgirl. Batgirl. Yeah, Batgirl. Batgirl. Which is something he'd always wanted to do. Which yeah, is something definitely. he always yeah. wanted to do. And once, they, once the movie flopped, they were like, you're fucking fired. <laughs> Like, what do you mean? Batgirl? Batgirl? Did you look at these? Did you look at these numbers? Get the hell out of my office! <laughs> Disgusting, and, isn't it? And I would, I would just say one thing. You asked, I've never seen a studio tear apart a film and give us something like this. Um, I would say oh. that, well, I would say Warner Brothers, I would say the theatrical cut versus the director's cut of Batman vs. Superman it's is... Com- it's not even slightly close to what they did to Justice League. I'm not saying it's like what they did to Justice League because you know as well as I do, you're admitting right now that you know how much different it is and how Zack Snyder's vision would have been realized. I don't think it's that different. But it's not... I compare it... I would compare it to... You just told me... Daredevil, Daredevil, the director's cut versus the theatrical cut. All right. Well, well, I would say (laughs) they cut out a six... Have you guys seen the Daredevil director's cut? Yeah. Have you seen it? I can't comment on it. I don't know. No, yeah, this is the thing. I've heard, I've heard it's good. Daredevil is a better movie than Justice League. Woo! I, I believe you. Justice League. The theatrical cut. It's a lot better. It's got much better like ideas, themes. It's got better cinematography. It's got better acting in it. It's got better writing in it. Even the background scene is still better. (laughs) Well, yeah, no, it is. It is arguably the better better action scene than anything you can pull apart from Justice League. Um, But the director's cut makes it a lot better. But it didn't change how people felt about it. Mm -hmm. The director's cut completely adds another subplot. It restructures the whole scene. Uh, the whole scenes, things work completely different in this director's cut, but it didn't change how we all feel. I'm bringing up Daredevil and you're all like, Bleh. but like, I also sure, would like just to get a point by how we reacted to it. <laughs> I would also talk as well about the sort of mob mentality at the moment that's going on with the Snyder cut. I mean, Andy was saying that, you know, he's been getting a lot of like kind of attack about, about what he's been saying about this Snyder cut. And I, I do feel as well that you guys aren't entitled to this cut. Why you, not? You're not. It's not. It I paid money to go watch Justice League. So you why, buy, 
I invested in a product that did not show me a return that was worth my damn time. So you can make it up by putting it on HBO Max and winning the streaming wars before it even starts. So does Warner Brothers deserve? Does Warner Brothers deserve that after what they've done? The Do fans they deserve to win streaming. The fans. Here's the thing: is that you guys feel as if this film, you're entitled to it. You know, you deserve no, to see don't, it. You're, you're putting, you're putting, putting a lot of words in my mouth right now. You deserve it. We deserve it based on the utter monstrosity. <laughs> that was funny. One of you was like, no, don't. And then Uchi's like, yeah, yeah, I do. And that's where the mob mentality. I didn't say we're entitled to it. I said we deserve it. I think that's where it comes from, because these films aren't just films anymore. These, these superhero films aren't, aren't like something you go to watch for a bit of escapism. These films are deeply embedded in our culture. They're deeply embedded into our, our, our identities and our sense of selves. And before we used to attack each other about politics or religion, whereas now we're attacking people about superhero films and our opinion on, on these I mean movies. We've attacked each other about comic books and comic book pop culture since we were little. I mean, when I was a little kid, I was reading DC Comics, and me and my friends would argue about DC and Marvel in the classroom in fifth, sixth, seventh grade. Tim, so, I mean, Tim this Burton was transcended said, from one part to one part of the society to another. Tim Burton said in an interview when he was doing the Batman movie, he said, "Anyone that knows me knows that I would never read a comic book." Those are the words he said. If a filmmaker said that today. Think of the amount of abuse they would get. Why? Why is that? Because Marvel set the narrative with how they presented comic book movies. Not you saw nothing but, but social media posts of people like uh, Chris Evans reading Captain Captain America comics. Uh, uh, Brie, uh, Brie Larson reading Captain Marvel comics. Uh, you know, you see those and there's millions of people, people following these guys online. People... people associate comic book culture right now with Marvel Comics when it comes to anything on TV, anything in the theater. So the entire uh, atmosphere of that is what every other perspective of comic book movies is getting judged on. And the only movie that's been able to really break that trend has been Joker. DC. Well, um, my, my point is, is that the comic book movies are at a point now where people get very angry and people can get very abusive online when someone disagrees with them about a film or when things go wrong. And I think that this culture that's happened through, through, through I don't know what it is, maybe technology, but <clears throat> my, my point with this is that I think we all need to take a little bit of a step back what? Yes, it's fun to argue. It's fun to debate. I'm enjoying myself right now. But when it gets to death threats, when it gets to you know personal abuse, Who's when it gets to, to... I, I've gotten threatened to kill by DC fans. We actually had to get a sec armed security guard at Screen Junkies because we uh, uh, made fun of Jared Leto's Joker. L true story. Uh, they said I'm going to come stab you in the belly. It was really scary. Uh, we had to get security to guard us because DC, I, I, no other fandom 
cause that kind of stress. Uh, then, you know, granted, we were screen junkie, Marvel junkies, right? So we always, that, we just didn't like these movies, but oh, I, I can so attest. He threatened to stab you because, uh, because of arguing about a movie? I don't yes. believe him. Yeah, no, I mean, he, he needed help, but, but we mean, called the police and it happened. I get death threats all the time. I mean, it's it's fairly normal. And, and that's terrible. And, and that's no, terrible. it's okay. I'm I'm okay with it, but I'm, I'm not trying to sound like a victim or anything. My point is, is that we all feel entitled to good movies and good products and we all feel as if you know what happened with justice league was a personal attack on ourselves and i think we need to understand that this is a product and warner brothers own that product and they decided to release it in the way they did and it was a bad movie and following around alternate cuts and trying to negotiate and trying to deal with Warner Brothers. We're consumers. We consume these movies. We've consumed Justice League and we weren't happy. And if you buy a product that you're not happy with, you're not going to get aggressive online. You're just not going to buy from them again. And I think the message we're sending to Warner Brothers is we're okay if they really if they mess with a movie as long as they release a director's cut or as long no. as they do some other way to appease us no, because we will that's... we will carry on seeing these DC films even though even though they have personally upset you and offended you and the side I, mean, I haven't been personally upset by anything DC's done outside of Justice League. I mean, Suicide Squad sucked, but hey, you don't see people screaming for a director's cut of Suicide Squad. Actually, there were people. There were people wishing more. That shit ain't trending around the world like Snyder (laughs) Cut. That's a different different beast. So I want to wrap, because I I, I hear a lot of points, and here's where I stand, because I I think we're all in agreement that a a Snyder Cut is uh, better than what we got. Uh, There we go. But the the problem is, and and that's where we're stuck with, because I need Sam and Don to tell me, again, you get one more shot, will it fix it? Because the problem is making you know making a turd slightly less turdish doesn't not make it a turd, right? So yeah. I, I need to hear a little bit more of like, sure, it's going to be better, a little bit. Why? Why? And why is it actually going to fix the problems that we all are admitting Justice League failed on? I want to go back to Sam and Don. Feel free because you, you're running out of time here. Why uh, do you feel like this? Aside from the fact of you know I understand what your feelings are in Snyder, but like. And what it means, but like specifically, what is it about Snyder's work? What have you heard that you think would not actually fix the problems that we're complaining about? Okay. Well, so I'll oh, sorry. Okay, I'll be quick. I promise. Um, what I'll say is that the points I've made today are that we don't know what this film is. We don't know if it will be better. It might even be worse. But the evidence that we have is that a huge studio didn't like the Snyder Cut filled with experts, you know, executive producers. Josh Whedon changed the cut, either because you could argue again that this guy, like, wanted to make Batgirl, or, you know, he wanted the money, but he, as a respected filmmaker, thought it was okay to change it. We know that Zack Snyder was already under the thumb of Warner Brothers, and this was not the vision he wanted to be. But my most damning point is that if there is any scene from Zack Snyder's Snyder Cut in the Justice League movie, then we can already tell what kind of film it's going to be. Because aside from the opening montage, which was apparently shot by Whedon, there is very little within Justice League that even works. There's, uh, on a scene-by-scene level, on a dialogue-by-dialogue level. Now, 
the only argument that this edit, this new Snyder cut, could potentially be better is based on what we've heard from bits and pieces and pieces of evidence and interviews that are given by Snyder and people who like Snyder and Josh Whedon trying to, like, you know, get off the hook. We don't know what this film is going to be. So we can never say with certainty that this film is going to be better than the one we've got because we don't know. Uh, Don, did you yeah. want to make any comments to wrap up your side of this, the room? Yeah. Go ahead. So when he goes into the production of making the movie to, for the Justice League, they already had the idea that they were going to be doing those other movies for Wonder Woman and, and Aquaman and the other movies that are getting postponed yeah. right now. So they already have a feel of what they want to go with those other films. But Zack Snyder, proven through the previous films that he's done, will want to do a different feel for those characters. And I don't know anybody on here, unless you can tell me uh, right now, did you not like Wonder Woman? Zack Snyder. Yeah, Zack Snyder was heavily was involved in that. It, yeah. He was heavily Deborah involved Snyder in heavily involved uh, in character Wonder Woman. in light in light And he yeah. and he also was involved with Aquaman. James Wan met with Zack Snyder multiple times about Aquaman. But that, he was he had his hands in in, in most of so, the DCEU. So they were on the same page that. as to the overall course of characters and, how, and where they wanted to take it. He's about. right. What's your point, though? He did. My he, point is the the feel for those characters in those movies were not like the same kind of feel that Zack Snyder does for his uh, films. All his are like gritty and dark. A film and that had more than one less. character in it. So just because you talk to someone doesn't mean that you're going to take their advice. They did take his advice. At one point. Like, at what point is it that, like, can you say this is a Zack Snyder on, advice? To, to, to echo... <laughs> Wonder Woman is not as good in Justice League as she is in Wonder Woman. Exactly. Let's, let's be clear. Just because it's not a Zack Snyder movie. Exactly. Because it's uh, not a Zack Snyder movie. But that's well, what I'm well, talking about. Here's where she was I'm a brass in BBS. Here's where I'm confused. Why Why do you say that? I mean, it, she's she's overly sexualized, which is a total Zack Snyder trick. Uh, mm -hmm. what, why, why are you... Sucker Punch, not, yes, like he has, he's not, he's done that a lot. But why, why are you extent, saying that none of the Wonder Woman stuff is Zack Snyder? I don't believe that for a second. Not to the extent so, that Josh Whedon does it. That's why Josh Whedon oversexualizes to the umph degree with his movies. So, so I, I will specifically point to the oversexualization when Wonder Woman gets down and you see the, uh, ass. the her ass. That was Josh Whedon's cut. When when Flash does the thing where he falls on her, just exactly like they did in Age of Ultron, that was Josh Whedon. That was a Josh Whedon reshoot. Like those are the oversexualization things you're talking about. Like that See, was Josh. Well, I didn't Whedon. bring up the oversexualization. I talk about like the grittiness, well, the the lack of sure. humor, the the fact that you know it's she's so, not as light. The the fact of the matter is, I can't picture a Justice League movie where they're trying to expand and keep the movies that we got afterwards that we enjoyed Aquaman, we enjoyed Wonder Woman way better than Justice League, and then they got better reviews than uh, Batman versus Superman. and then But then you bring in a Zack Snyder movie that is going to be on the trend of Man, versus, uh, Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman, and then you're going to keep that trend going, and then you expand into these lighter films and then bring them back? No, no. I think, like, like look, this is the thing. This is why you can't use the word fix. It's not about fix. It's about give us the, the actual vision. Give us the actual story. That's what changes the entire perception of Justice League from the outset. Is that, look, for instance, Batman v Superman, if you watched the ultimate cut and you watched the actual, the actual cut next to each other at the same time, 
These movies are cut in, in order in a completely different figura configuration than what it was originally planned at, uh, when compared to the, to, the, uh, to the director's cut. There's 30 minutes of the movie missing. There's an entire subplot that you have that, that is literally cut off after the first, what, 20 minutes in the theatrical cut, and you never hear another peep about that entire story arc. And, it, and, it, and it's, it's a actually a crucial story arc to the development and the, and the twists that occur later in the right. movie. Like, the only people that like the Batman v Superman director's cut are Snyder fans. No one likes it other than Snyder fans. fans. How do you no know one that? likes. How do you know that? Like, it's not like it came out. And everybody everybody only likes. Like, let's, ask the, let's ask the commenters. Commenters who are watching, did you prefer the Batman v Superman director's cut? Go ahead, uh, tell me yes or no. Thirty minutes. You take thirty minutes out of any movie. If you take thirty minutes out of Avengers, is it still a good movie? Is it the uh, same movie? Adding, and, 30, and, and, adding thirty sometimes. minutes does not always make a better movie. Sometimes it makes a bloated movie. Well, mm -hmm. And for anybody who's seen the director's cut of BVS, it's not a bloated movie. It's yeah, actually a I, much better yeah, movie. It gives some it rationalization to Clark Kent, which I was glad they gave Superman something to do. Uh, but it still didn't make Superman that much better. He's just going and investigating more. There's some extended scenes. Like, I know what you're talking about. Yes, it doesn't yeah. change so, it so drastically that I'm suddenly like, oh, wow, they fixed Batman versus Superman. Well, this is the thing. People talk about Superman being broken, but he wasn't. This is but a different. This is Superman I, that is I, a, I, that is a a new a youth. He's a rookie. He is a young, still finding his own identity. Superhero. He's two years into being Superman. Everything I, that I you see now that, like, is Superman is eighty years of accumulated story and, and character development. I, so how I, can you expect that out of one one hero who's been on the job for a year and a half? I think the Batman vs Superman director's cut argument is is flawed because it's an entirely different argument. Batman vs Superman wasn't taken by a different director. It wasn't like messed around. Studio interference was still a heavy presence, but it, it wasn't nearly as strong. Too. Like here's something know, that I, here's I agree with you, with, Sam, is that it, it is a little bit different argument. Just like I would say, I don't quite know what your whole fan entitlement argument is when I this is a talk about will this fix Justice League. Um, so I, I get where you're coming from, but as far as the movie that we got, we can go down the line. Like I said, I've watched your video, a lot of your criticisms, and so many of them are directly related to the Joss Whedon reshoots. So I, I and that's why I don't really understand how I, I, I know what you're trying to say that we can't definitively prove until you see it in front of your face. You don't have definitive proof. And if that's the way you want to go, I get that. However, so much of the things that you find detestable and that make Justice League the worst superhero movie you've ever seen are directly related to the Josh Snyder reshoots and the uneven tone throughout the entire movie due to those reshoots. All right, I'm well, going to use that as your closing. You guys have done a great job. I, I think, uh, Sam and Don, you're still in the ropes as you do your closing here. Uh, and, and to answer the question, yes, most people preferred the Batman v Superman director's cut. Uh, and there's a lot of people who just say it sucks no matter what. Uh, it's <laughs> sort of the and those are the books. people who just hate fans. Yeah. Well, <laughs> exactly. Because fans are the only people that like the director's cut, as I said. So what's a fan? What's, what, what do you call somebody who likes a movie that 
what are they a fan or not? I mean, awesome. I'm if saying, you like I'm a movie, saying, you're a fan of the movie. No, I'm saying people hated Justice League. It's not like the Snyder Cut is going to change that. In the same way, people hated people who hated Batman v Superman. It's not like you show them the director's cut and they're going to suddenly like love the film and there think it's like significantly like better. There yeah. are people who like it a little bit more, but if you have problems with Batman v Superman and then you watch the director's cut, you're not going to have all those problems removed. Most of the problems with Batman v Superman were to do with the tone. They were to do with decisions. Uh, with with the... with, more with editing necessarily the tone because the movie jumped around from too many spots almost in a, in a meanwhile style from a comic book and it confused people. They lost track of where the story was going. In the director's cut, it flows from front to back. It even adds another extra uh, two or three minutes to a scene at the beginning that is actually gives you a lot more, uh, gives Superman a much bigger presence in the film because it starts with him and it flows through. I mean, All right, well, I don't know. Sam, let's let Sam and Sam and Don, any final thoughts before I make this verdict? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say my my thing on the, the entitlement is more just on the extension of the idea that the Snyder Cut is something that exists in people's heads. It's not necessarily like the the answer to the problem of Warner Brothers Studio interference, not necessarily the answer to all the problems of Justice League. And I do think as well, it might be better for the community as well to just, you know, imagine what this film could be. I feel like if this Snyder Cut does get released... People are going to be disappointed. I, I honestly believe it's not going to be the masterpiece that everyone it wants it to be. We're not good. I doubt we're going to see like uh, Superman in a black costume, like in the way that the comics. You know, I doubt we're going to see. Um, we're going to see like uh, a car- cyborg's character arc in like this new way that changes the way the character is seen. You know, I I doubt I doubt it's going to have an ending that makes sense. I still think Superman's going to come in at the end and just, like, be the most powerful person in the room and save the day. And that the main goals of the Justice League characters is going to be to resurrect Superman. Well, yeah, he'll do it. He does it in a black suit. You are correct. All right, that's it. Time! Ding, 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 ding. Boom, 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 boom. Bravo, everybody. (laughs) Great fight. Uh, Bravo and Alpha, both of you. Good, Good job. All right, I see a lot of feedback in the comments of who they think wins. Uh, I'll, I, I, my, my answer is pretty clear, but go ahead, put your comments now, Team Bravo or Team Alpha, uh, based off of your arguments here. I want to hear them down. Uh, comment now. Vote, vote, vote before I say what I did. Uh, I think you both actually did a good job. I, I do. But I do think one of you sort of led the fight a little much more. I, I was waiting to hear more of why, based off of what we know with rumors and Zack Snyder himself, what do we know that sort of would just sort of clearly show us that this can't be fixed? Uh, what are the problems in Justice League that are so bad uh, that they can't be fixed? And I think uh, uh, Alpha Team did a really good job in sort of pointing out to me and even educating me that Joss Whedon was responsible for a lot of the things that were problematic with Justice League. So it's hard to then not acknowledge the fact that, well, if you take out all the sort of things that Joss is adding – and we get to sort of, which we all agreed, everyone on Bravo, we all have agreed, well, well, let's respect the artist and let him finish it. Even that alone 
in theory, I guess, does fix it enough. Uh, and I didn't hear enough negative uh, reasons as why it wouldn't uh, that I got to de declare Alpha Team the winners of this title Ooh. bout. Congratulations, well Uche, Ryan. That was a very good. Sam, Adon, thank you for trying. Uh, it was close, and I think it was just a really good conversation just to talk about in general anyway. Yeah. Uh, so thank you all for doing it. Uh, t as for the comments as they're coming in, uh, it looks like, yeah, well, there's it's a good smattering of both, but mm -hmm. uh, bravo, alpha, bravo, alpha, 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 bravo, bravo, alpha, alpha. Uh, it's a pretty much an alpha. Uh, with bravo showed up at the end. Some people duplicating, trying to duplicate their votes. Uh, but I think it really is clearly showing it's a divided fandom, right? It's people who either don't like it uh, and if they don't like it, there's nothing that can help. And the people who, who just love this world that Zach has built, um, you know, I think that uh, is clearly they want more of it. So it, it makes sense where that's coming from. But I think based on that fight, uh, congrats, Uche. Ryan, you got it. Now, time for a bonus round. You do have a shot to win still, Bravo. I've pulled two movies out. I suspect this actually might be uh, easier. So you might want, I think you're all going to want to pick one movie. Uh, but we're going to do a coin flip. Uh, I'm going to let winners, Uche, Ryan, you get to call heads or tails. Heads or tails? Heads. Tails. Okay. Uh, so, Sam, uh, you get to pick the movie. The question here, I'm going to throw up two movies. Uh, and you guys have to decide which one do we keep and which one do we remove from all existence. Okay? Uh, and uh, first off, thank you for the Super Chat Ninja Freak. Great discussion. This was a tough fight for Uche. He made compelling points, but I think he needed a KO and didn't get it. Ouch! Uh, well, he got the I mean, he, he got, got the it. knockout at the end of the day. So, Ninja Freak, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, it's a TKO. TKO. I got a TKO, sure. Uh, all right. So, uh, Sean, Sam, since you won the uh, coin toss, I'm going to pick up two Blu-rays. Which do you oh. keep and which do you wipe out from existence? Fitting for today, we have Batman versus Superman. The <laughs> ultimate cut. And <laughs> the Force Awakens. Which one do you wipe out and start over from existence? Uh, Sam, what would you like to pick? Uh, I would like to throw away forever Batman v Superman. Wow, you son of a... <laughs> perfect, perfect. Well, so, Ryan and Uche, you have to defend the... You would rather keep the Force Awakens? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you, you, you would rather have a bridge to nowhere. Oh, wait, so you're... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, so Sam, you're defending uh, Force Awakens, and Uche and Ryan, you're defending Batman v Superman. Okay, great. Uh, which one are we going to call? Adon, you will join uh, Sam here. You, I'll let you hold it. You guys are defending uh, this one. The and force is strong. You guys are fighting BVS. Uh, let's oh, do this. It's going to be a quicker fight, but uh, I'll allow Sam. You pick first. Go ahead. Why are we wiping out Batman v Superman over Force Awakens? Uh, Batman v Superman was a massive disappointment for a lot of people. I think considering the 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 scope with Batman and actually like the filmic history of Batman, we've had so many great examples of how you do Batman as a character. The huge response from Batman v Superman was that Batman was some sort of strange psychopath. We've obviously got the infamous Martha scene. And I think, you know, in years to come, it's not going to be a film that people particularly remember with any warmth. And I think, actually, like, history will do the job for me. I think the film will be wiped out just because it's not very rewatchable. It's very bland and slow. And, and if you're a fan of Zack Snyder's stuff, and you're a fan of the direction of this film, you probably will hold it dear to you. But the average person, the average consumer, is not really going to care about this film. All right. Uh, Uche, go ahead. What's your why, why keep BVS over Force Awakens? Why did you say that name? <laughs> well, you're not helping why your argument. You're going there right away. 
<laughs> not the senior. Yeah, the uh, okay, so <laughs> so I'm I'm defending BVS mainly because let's be real, the warehouse scene in BVS is the greatest scene in any Batman movie that there's ever been, and that alone, that that level of originality, that level of of true to the comics martial arts skill and brutality is far more desirable than a copy-and-paste, run-of-the-mill, no-originality, complete disrespect of everything that is embodied in the, 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 the galaxy of Star Wars mess that The Force Awakens was. The Mary Sue of Rey and the ability to control the Force on levels that not even Yoda himself can control boggles the mind. The simple fact that she can she can pilot the Millennium Falcon with ease in ways that Chewie and Han have never been able to do as a combo is quite disturbing. That's that's um and that's false. Yeah, and when you look at that and compare it to a movie that has given us Ben Affleck as a true to vision Bruce Wayne Batman. How could you in any way think that that deserves to exist? Batman has killed people since 1939, good sir. In his second comic of Detective oh, Comics, he murdered a mob, a mob boss. He murdered a mob boss. A hallucination. Batman has killed, Batman killed the Joker in 1989. Batman kills armed thugs in almost every uh, 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 part of the Dark Knight trilogy. So let's not sit here and act like Batman is some kind of saint. We all know Batman is brutal justice. And sometimes a motherfucker might get blown up. That's just what <laughs> Yeah, so and brand, uh and branding the vi but, uh, villains? Batman but if you're, never but branded. If, yeah, why not? Why not? He's Batman. He's a vigilante. So you say it's okay street, to be above the law? He is above the law. He's That's Batman. literally what he is. Let's, let's be honest about this. Like, the whole fact about, like... I want to make an argument for Force Awakens. Because I feel yeah, like... Let's, let's talk I feel about like Force we Awakens haven't here. argued for Force you Awakens. You've had the opportunity to, to, to give your reasons why. Now, I'm giving the people the real reasons as to why you <laughs> like that BVS over a movie like Force Awakens. Well, are when, you... Hold right. on. We, you can't go on forever. This is a speed run. I, I want you both to give me this point. Which one is better to cancel and restart? That's the really the most important thing to sort of yeah. win this debate. Well, they are canceling the Batman one you cut, and restarting it. The one you cut well, is restart. It. You're you're doing better. So Force Awakens, BVS, which is worthy of the reboot, the restart? Go ahead. Who's starting this? Me? Okay, I'll start it. So if we're going to talk about who needs to be rebooted, let's be honest here. Look, the DCEU is done for all intended purposes. They've rebooted it, yeah. But as far as what movie, uh, if you're going to reboot so wait, a series from Sam's Forum, I'm going to yes, say, no. Sounds like he is. Sounds like he is. In today's world where we live at right now, it's been rebooted. That's, that's, that, that ship has sailed. We all know that. But Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and now what's about to be the crescendo of all dumpster fires, Rise of Skywalker. If you can, t if you can give me three reasons as to why these three films deserve to exist over BBS, when BBS gave us the warehouse scene, at least. Uh, he, tell me, we're tell not saying three scene, films. We're saying me, one 
but uh, you made the argument in the last segment as to why when, we want to reboot DCU with the Zack Snyder. And you even admitted that, like, I would love to see a better version of Batman versus Superman. I got the director's cut, but let's give him the director's cut. Wait, wait, wait. Well, 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 when everybody I'm talks, more of that. Yeah, yeah. Don, finish your statement, and then Sam, go ahead. So uh, both of you have admitted that you would love to see that movie redone without the influence of the uh, the studio. Right? Oh, you want the no. studio's involvement. You're shaking your head. No. Batman versus Superman, yeah, you got the Blu-ray. You got the yeah. Blu-ray right I, there. That I, is the director's cut. That's the director's cut. Perfectly fine. You say that's a perfect the, film. Oh, the best-selling Blu-ray of all time after it came out because people wanted to see that blue that director's cut so badly My because of what happened in the theaters. Now, yeah, so, and I will say, when you look at Batman vs. Superman, when you get that director's cut, you get all of that additional. Because that's the thing here. You've just got plain old Force Awakens that, you know, was a flash in the pan and then has died. Nobody cares about the sequel trilogy anymore. People still have a love. That's why hashtag release the Snyder Cut, 800,000 retweets around because of that movie that you have right there. Because people wanted to see the continuation. They're tweeting, hmm? they're tweeting to redo it all. No, they're, no they're they want to see the, the true Snyder cut. The true yes. 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 Re to redo it because right. what came out right. didn't work. No, 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 no. Because I, you know as like, well as I, I do. That, that, how many people are retweeting to redo Force? Like they're not. They're saying like let's finish this. Uh, they're it's saying kill it. They're saying kill it. Let me try to read it. It's a 50-50 of people who want to reboot Star Wars. Let's be fair. I know I have some people here who are not fans of that trilogy. That's fine. But there are people out there who 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 are fine with it. There are. They, they, they are excited for it. Uh, but go ahead, Sam, what, what was your feeling? Why, what, you, I, you haven't had a chance to, to, to chime in. After the prequels, The Force Awakens came out, and it was just the re-excitement of Star Wars. It was, to so many people, this is their introduction to Star Wars. This is the new generation of Star Wars fans. Force Awakens might not be the Star Wars film you particularly want, but it's still a good movie. It's still successful, and it's still made a lot of people really happy and excited to jump into a new franchise. You know, the, the practical effects alone are outstanding. The, the, the chase scenes, the action scenes are really copy like... Paste. Copy and paste from what? I mean, if you compare uh, them to the original, <laughs> uh, New Hope, is, the action scenes aren't nearly as technically impressive. Uh, New Hope is dated. New Hope is old. I mean, and people say, people yeah, complain yeah. about Ray being a Mary Ray Sue or whatever. But, like, the thing is, is that, like, Luke is a flawed character. He's constantly coming out with his hokey dialogue. Like, people put Star Wars and New Hope and the original trilogy on a really high pedestal. And what Force Awakens managed to do was it managed to bring Star Wars back into a focus. And it was such a tough job to do because of the fan base. Why but, is that? It was it was brought back into the focus because there hadn't been a movie in how many years? Fifteen? If you compare it to the prequels, we know what a reboot of yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, that's what happens when you drop a movie after fifteen years of not being out. That's is is heavily followed. I wonder. Force was successful in everything it intended to do, and it's still a really fun film that you can just stick on. It will be. It will last. Wow, that's a lie. A film, we, we it will be a family film 
for decades. The kids growing up with Force Awakens will show it to their kids. They will remember it with one. No, they are so excited. They love these films. Batman v Superman did not excite a new generation of fans. It did not bring in the cultural success of the original comic book films or the comics. It basically just was a disappointment to everyone. And though that version is the director's cut, and I get what you're saying with the Blu-ray and everything, but it still only appeals to a small amount of people compared to Force Awakens. Force Awakens is more culturally important. What? What? Is that wrong? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Sam and Don, I do. I, I hear you. I know their their minds are being blown, uh, but it's fine. I, I hear hear what you're saying because I hear. But now Uche Ryan, I want to give you a chance. Why why is that not correct? And 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 be, let's let's be clear. Both of these movies, it, it actually is an interesting comparison because th- this was the introduction of Justice League. The BVS was, and Force Awakens was the introduction of the new Star Wars characters. Which one really is worthy of rebooting? And I'll be honest, you already are up against the wall because you admitted, which I, you did, yeah, well, they're already rebooting it. So you're admitting it was a failure. So No, I'm not admitting it was a failure. Aside, I'm just Last Jedi, we're not talking Last Jedi. We're talking Force Awakens. Uh, if Force Awakens could have... If Je- Last Jedi was here, I think we wouldn't have had a fight. But my point is, why are you saying... <laughs> I would have. I would have. <laughs> You would have fought for I would Last have. Jedi? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, I would have yeah, fought. I, no, I wouldn't have fought for, for, for Last Jedi, but I would have had a problem with Force Awakens because I'm still, even after Force Awakens, now after another movie, I still don't understand what the hell the First Order is. I still don't understand what the hell the Resistance is. There was no world building. You didn't, like, I don't understand how this thing blew up five planets and everybody witnessed it in live time. I don't understand. <laughs> I Leia. I Leia, instead of hugging Chewbacca... Leia hugs Ray. Are you Star Wars kidding? is dumb, man. Star Wars has always been dumb. Uh, no. That's your Star argument. That's your argument. No. Star Wars has always been dumb. Star Wars has always been dumb. Okay. Star Wars out of existence. Science fiction. I want, see, I want to see the. I want to see the director's cut of Superman. I want to see the entire Africa scene showing exactly how they set everything up so Superman was framed there. I want to see the witness testifying to show that Lex Luthor was paying the witness to testify to lie to make it seem like Superman had done this. I want to see Clark Kent investigating the Batman so you understand that Lex is literally planting all these crumbs along the way to lead Clark and Bruce Wayne to this eventual battle. Because Doomsday, that was his freaking backup plan. He wanted those two guys to kill each other. And it, so, it came so close so, to happening. All right, Bruce I got Wayne, show cards. Why didn't I care then? Why didn't I care that my two favorite superheroes, please help me, because I genuinely wanted to care. Those are my two favorite superheroes. And they That's literally. That's up to you. They lit, no, but I'm just saying, like, it wasn't as good as, as it should have been. And Andy, why didn't I care about the majority of people doing Okay, so, so, so are you talking about when you went into the theater and watched the movie? Why didn't you care? Yeah, I mean, I, but, because I, you were I, watching a movie that was chopped apart. And switched around. No, there saw, are scenes in the original. Cut. There are I scenes saw this in, cut. I saw okay, this cut. Okay. It was the same but, but, problem. But your first it's impression was already made, right? Your first oh, impression no, was already right. made. You are right. There were good Batman scenes. We're all agreeing on that. Uh, not No one's disagreeing with that. But the, the difference was, and, I, and I've, I've been mean on Man. I'm showing my cards now because i got to make a verdict because this wasn't supposed to be as long, but it's fascinating. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't like Man of Steel when it came out, but over time I've grown to respect it better and better, Especially right? as I've seen, okay, sort of how Marvel has done the same thing over and over again. I applaud the vision. I didn't see it. It was, it was more of ahead of its time, and I can admit I was wrong, and I can see some, some things in Man of Steel that were interesting. 
but again, it's it's a personal preference, right? Because it's not my Superman. It's clearly a lot of people's Superman, but it's not mine. If he had saved people's lives during Zod's t- meltdown, it would have made the movie ten times better for me. Instead, Why? it was a CGI fist, and he's not Why? saving anybody. So this is a Superman to... whose first day as Superman, so he has to point. save the world. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying the conflict's even greater. Is he's got to do that same scene? Oh, but there's a kid in the building that they're yeah. destroying. How does he do that? Because that's serious mental Ooh, fuckery, right? He literally Superman. can't. He literally he can't. Can. That's the dilemma that he deals with in BVS as well, is the fact that he cannot save everybody. The same thing that happened in the Superman comic book. Uh, uh, what was it? Um, I forget the name of the, of, the, of, the, of the comic word. Superman literally tries to solve every problem in the world by himself. And he realizes that even with all this power, even with all of this godlike ability, I can't stop the problems no, of the world that I, I can't I, save I love everybody. what you're saying, but I did not get, I didn't personally get that from BVS at all. I, I didn't. So my point, but my point is that's why, right? So the problem is once they then introduce Batman, which they did a good job, and they're sort of putting Batman versus Superman together, and then they immediately kill Superman. What? It's, it was a rush job to sort of put the characters together. So my point is, and that's where I'm struggling. I actually think the characters being put together was actually done pretty organically. Outside of the 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 who, who, uh, shoehorned in uh, Justice League references with Cyborg, yes, agreed, Aquaman. Yeah, yeah, Outside of that, I felt like the Wonder Woman, uh, Batman, Superman dynamic was organic. I felt like it fit together well. Wonder Woman reemerged as a as a hero in the world uh, because of the threat that they were facing and. I felt like it worked. I felt like they worked together as they battled Doomsday, even for the fact that he did kill Superman. And that may not be something that is, I mean, honestly, I'm ho-hum about it. I felt like it could have come later and it would have been had more impact. I'm fine with that. But I also think that the way that they worked, the dynamic they show, left a lot, that left a lot of, of anticipation towards seeing another chapter of that because you could already see the makings of the original, the core Justice League with those three characters, because they're the holy trinity of comic books. See, I mean, that's how, how it is. Justice League, they killed off one of them, and uh, but uh, you knew Superman was coming back. Well, well, Everybody knows that. Did. We read the comics. We know, and that's how it comes. Like it's like death doesn't exist in comics because yeah, of yeah. Superman coming back. But the fact of the matter yeah. is, we got what was sub- substantially a decent story that was coming out when the movie uh, came out, and we had to wait for the director's cut for that. Then and at the end, even with the director's cut, we still got Martha. Dude, you know? if you you know what, they, it's, it's a shame that people have that, that part. It's that's a shame that that has to be explained to people in theaters. Yeah. It's a shame that that has to be explained. No, wait, wait, wait. Because Something needs to be explained. Day, Martha made total sense. It was just laughable. It, it was why? Why was it laughable? Because this is a Batman a who has been a cheesy on... moment that took out How? all the emotional How is it cheesy? How is it any cheesier than Iron Man finding out? Who would talk about their mother's name in a moment like that? No, That was a trigger. All that was was a trigger. All the name was was a trigger. And I know exactly who they meant. Well, As soon as it's like, Martha, save Martha. No, see, that's, again, you don't understand the actual message and the metaphor that's being delivered in that scene. There's a metaphor. Yes, if you're paying attention to Batman earlier in the movie... When he's in, when he's at Wayne Manor, his new Wayne Manor that's on the lake, he wakes up, he grabs a medicine bottle, he pops a bunch of pills, he takes a big ch- a chug out of a wine glass. This is a Batman that's suffering from PTSD. 
And because of his mother's death, that's a scar that's been with him his entire life. Martha has alluded to three or four times in the movie to set you up for to understand that. And when it happens and he actually has that trigger moment, he loses his shit. And his first instinct is to is to raise up or is to uh is to uh Basically, lash out Here's at Clark. Here's the problem. We're spending all this time explaining the movie. You're spending a lot of time trying to defend the movie. People didn't get that. Because, that's why I'm trying. I'm not trying to, I, I showed my cards because I was going to wrap it up earlier, but the conversation was so interesting. My problem is this guy. I, you you lost the fight, Uche, when you admitted that Damn, the Uche. movie was needed. Need, you know, already needs to be rebooted. So I didn't say. I never said it needed to be rebooted. I said it's already. I said it's a fight. That is just a fight. You said it. You said it at the beginning of the fight. So why not just turn it into a fun discussion? I said it's being rebooted. Like that's just a fight. It's already essentially been rebooted. It's already. I'm talking past tense. We're talking about from our perception. How do we see what? Why? What would we pick to keep in existence? And I just made a point on what was a fact. The DCEU has already turned course to move a, diff a different direction. It's essentially done a reboot. That's not to say that I'm conceding anything at all. Well, I'm just simply fair. stating the, the fact. No, I, that's a fair I, fact. But the I just want to just have a closing statement on this and just say. Batman v Superman is not the best Batman movie, not the best Superman film, and it's actually not even the best film where Batman fights Superman because we've got uh, Batman Returns, Frank Miller animated movie, oh, a lot better. You know, it's a lot better movie. Then we've got Force Awakens, which is modern Star Wars. Their intention of that was to reboot New Hope. That was their intention. By copying New Hope. And it, and it worked. And By portraying New it Hope. It was popular and successful. And people actually figured and people out about a month later it. and were like, this is garbage. It's, it's a great spectacle film. It's an action-adventure film okay. set in a sci-fi world. It's got okay. the... It's got amazing production design. It's got amazing technical. Maybe like trillion dollars. There, there is no other film. If, if Force Awakens was erased from existence, the only modern Star Wars film which pays homage to the original trilogy How? is is How? um give me, is, two, give me two instances where it pays homage homage to uh to to the to uh, a new hope. Give me two instances. Han is in it. Han Solo is in it. That's that's Do you understand what that word means then? Because it's not what you just described by saying that Han being in the movie I mean, the is homage. It's a blatant the, copy of A New Hope. It it's, is. It's the same movie there, as I don't Hope. think you, you I don't think you could me. argue that it's the exact same movie. For a reason. Now I've called out Batman v Superman, so I'm gonna call out Force Awakens now because it's they're they're both got problems. Force Awakens is a copycat version of a new hope, hands down. I disagree. So, disagree so entirely. Why? Because it's got entirely different characters to it. It's it's got better characters than New Hope, I would say. Actually. I need to hear because... why on that one. <laughs> better. Well, you gotta do better than that. No, it does. It does. It's it's got an entirely something to you. It's got an entirely different first act. Do you know what George Lucas said when he saw The Force Awakens? Oh uh, well, do you know what George Lucas said when he was? Y'all betrayed me. Y'all betrayed me because this 
is not Star Wars. George Lucas That's what George Lucas said. George Lucas can't say what Star Wars is after making those three <laughs> terrible prequel <laughs> movies. You know what? He's not got the right to even stand. <laughs> wow. Star Wars has always been done. Star Wars versus DC. The Star Wars movie isn't even written or directed by George Lucas. Empire Strikes Back is not got George Lucas involved in it. I would to say that Revenge of the Sith is the third best Star Wars movie of all of them. Well, you're wrong. New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, well, A New Hope by default, Empire Strikes Back, and I go with Revenge of the Sith as the third best one. Alright, well, what, let's, we're not debating our That's order of movies. That's not the fight. I, just I, look, I know people are having fun, we're doing this, but I, I'm trying to just keep the reins in sort of the fight <laughs> of itself, which is, which one of these movies is better erased? Let's do that one. Because I think we're having struggle with what's better, which one does a better job erasing it? And so far, I'll be honest, I do, I've heard, you basically said, well, the Batman fight is what makes this worth it, is all you said. But Sam did pull out the fact that, yes, practical effects, uh, sets up the characters. It was actually well-received. It was. You can hate it all you want, but it was well-received. But Last Jedi, let's be honest, is where people started going, well, wait a second. Where's go? And we don't know how it's going to end. So in theory, we might just change our mind when Rise of Skywalker comes out and mm -hmm. say it was all a mess. But as of right now, on November, whatever it is, in 2019, uh, it hasn't happened yet. And I think it's fair for Sam to say it was well-received. And it had good practical effects, and it was a good start of. of, of Does that mean it deserves to be? Star is a new generation of Star Wars fans. No, it hasn't. Batman v Superman has already has. been rebooted. So my what about what I said? said. No, that's not what I said. Well, sorry, what, what did I you said? say? Let me clar clarify because that's what I heard. What I said was, we all know at this point, right now, that the DCEU is already essentially rebooted. That is not a knock against BVS the movie at all. That is just a simple fact as to the as to the environment that the DCEU is currently in. As far as BVS, BVS deserves to exist over The Force Awakens because it gives you at least its own unique take on the characters and its own unique story to tell that is not the same as any story you've seen before. We know what The Force Awakens is. And if The For Force Awakens doesn't exist, then The Last Jedi doesn't exist, <laughs> and there's still hope. For Star Wars, and if you're a Star Wars fan, that is enough reason to make sure to, to to wipe the Force Awakens from existence by itself. Is that you don't get the Last Jedi if you get rid of the Force Awakens? I yeah. like the Last Jedi. I was like, right. I'm making the same oh. argument for me. If Jesus. you mix the Batman versus Superman, then we won't have Justice League. That's <laughs> well, the argument of the last fight. True. If you don't fire Zack Snyder, then you would then you would have had a, a Justice League, and you wouldn't have the Justice League we have. You'd have well, a different people, Justice League. People, people, the audience. Let's be clear. The audience changed Justice League. Mm. The audience was so vocal. A lot of them were right or wrong. The <laughs> That's why they came Warner Brothers Justice changed Justice League. They, no, they should take one hundred percent of the, the responsibility. It's not the audience's fault. Zack Snyder was hired to make a product. They Let should have make, believed in him. Yep, they should make. have believed in him. You should never do that to a filmmaker, no matter what the audience market is. Yeah, that, it, but I, my point it, is, the, I, you're 100% right. Just to clarify. Why BTS should exist. But you're, you're absolutely right, but my point is the studio did it because of audience feedback. That doesn't mean they should have done it and the audience is to blame. Yeah, yeah. It just means yeah, the studio yeah. is reacting to audience saying, well, wait a mm -hmm. second, they don't like our movie. We have to change it. Bring in Joss Whedon. They liked his movie. The and we're all agreeing they shouldn't have done that. Yeah, because I think the critics. Yeah. I think at that point, uh, a site like Rotten Tomatoes had had 
heavy influence, heavy influence back in, in that in that time about uh, for movies and how movies did in the market. And uh, like I said, with the atmosphere of ten MCU movies prior to BVS coming out, there was already a a bar that was set at how a comic book movie should look, act, and feel. And BVS did not follow that trend. So the critics destroyed it. And now we know a ton more about where those critics' alliances really lie with companies like Disney that gave them access and uh, allowed for them to manipulate uh, the rating systems of Rotten Tomatoes to the point where now it's just, it's an utter joke that Rotten Tomatoes even still exists itself. So maybe we should just get rid of Rotten Tomatoes. Fuck well, it, that's, that's a good later fight. Man of Steel was a very different superhero film. But it was, it, it, was, it was a more serious Man of, Yeah, Man of Steel did not conform to the MCU films, but it did not get nearly as much backlash as Batman v Superman. True. Batman v Superman is a film that failed to connect with audiences. That is just a fact. The director's cut fails to connect with audiences in the same way. It might be slightly better, it might be a tiny, tiny bit better, it might make sense, but it's still not a film that really is going to connect with people in the same way that Force Awakens does. If you reboot and remake Force Awakens, you're going down a completely different path of Star Wars. You're saying, let's do something completely <laughs> new, let's do something entirely different. Force Awakens was never about that. Force Awakens was about bringing it back, was about reinvigorating the series, reminding us why we like Star Wars, why we like to see Star Wars. It's a fun action-adventure film set in a space world. It's not... It's it's New Hope is based on, like, some old serials. It's got standard... It's based on the hero's journey, which is a a traditional Greek style of storytelling. And And that is something that is proven to be a... A similar pattern. But that's just them reinterpreting New Hope from modern audiences, which is what Force Awakens was about. If you remake Force Awakens, you're going down a completely different path. What yeah. they intended to do as filmmakers was successful. And if you want to watch a modern Star Wars film, Force Awakens is exactly Revenge what you Sith. want. If you want to watch... Sith. No. <laughs> Revenge of the Sith is hated by a lot of people. No, it's not. If I take, if I take, if I take Revenge of the Sith, they are not going to vibe with it nearly as much as Force Awakens. Force Awakens is a pop film. That in the sense that he's giving us the fact that he says we're following the recipe of success. We're going. They're giving us a tradition of like. They, we know the path, we know the plan. Star Wars Force Awakens adheres to that path. We've seen it in A New Hope. We know what works. This is the storyline of it. Batman versus Superman did not give us uh, that in that sense. And we definitely they failed as filmmakers in terms of what they wanted to achieve. All right, all right. All right. I'm going to let you have, one Yeah, Ryan, I'm going to let you have the last word, but hold on. Commenters, I need to hear this because now I've. I, you you were winning, Sam, and then you said that Force Awakens wasn't a retread of A New Hope, and that really set you back a couple steps. Uh, yeah, so but, Star Wars has always been dumb. I didn't say it wasn't a retread of A New Hope. I understand what he was trying to say with dumb. Film. It's like it's for kids. It, that doesn't mean it's dumb. It was a if no. I didn't say it's for kids. I said Star Wars is not a film that is for intellectuals. It's a fun action adventure film. That's fine. Star Wars doesn't need to have make everything make sense in it. Uh, you know, it doesn't need to be... Well, BTS a that, BTS is going for a more pretentious, serious adult vibe. 
Star Wars is going for fun, action, adventure. It's going for comedy, and it's going for likable characters that you want to succeed in their goals. It's going for vast science fiction landscape. It's going for fun costumes. Right. I'm in a story that's already large... told and has already been hailed and is going almost verbatim against the wishes of the creator who gave them the path of the Lucas story. doesn't get a say in Star Wars anymore. He doesn't get a say. Story. You're right. But at the, same time, at the same time, they it was unoriginal. And what is being creative if you're not being unoriginal? If you're not There's being loads of original aspects of Force Awakens. There's Explain. tons of original Explain. aspects of Force Awakens. Uh, okay. Uh, so the her being a scavenger. Where where's that what? in New Hope? Okay, she's on a desert planet. She's and she's making her way by scavenging and doing what else? Yeah, that's different to Luke. Luke's Luke in a desert planet. Who was on a desert planet. He's he was a scavenger. His way I haven't seen a scavenger in Star Wars before. That's an original idea. Be, okay, so you're talking about the job that she had was different than yes. the job that he had. So Finn is a so clone were, trooper. So he takes off his helmet. He feels guilty. That's an original idea. They didn't do that in the original series. Oh, no. Who feels guilty? Finn. Finn. The stormtrooper. Oh, you're talking about Finn, the stormtrooper who doesn't have a problem with uh, with who has a problem with killing people in a village, but doesn't have a problem with shooting out shooting down people that he worked with his entire. We're arguing life. about original ideas here. It's an it's original, not an original idea. He's a coward. He's playing the coward role. I dare say That's, Finn is a survivalist. So you're saying he's the equivalent of C three PO? C three PO is not. The coward role in the movie of, in, in the song of Star Wars. C three PO is the comic relief of Star Wars. Who's the coward in the original Star Wars? Who is Finn? Han. Han's the original coward in the Who's original war. Really? Yes. Han is the one who's running from debt. Han is the one who's running from. So love. you're saying that fit? I thought Poe. I thought Poe was an archetype of Han. No, not at all. What? Poe is a is, no, no. That's not even. That's not close. Okay, so now, you're all saying there's no original aspects of Force Awakens, but like, I'm already telling you ideas that have not been done in the original trilogies. Okay, so you have the scavenger and the the farm boy who both live on desert planets by happenstance. They've got similarities, but I've never seen a scavenger in the original trilogy. I've never seen a clone trooper be be elaborated on. And if I go through the film, there's so many different scenes. If you look at it on a scene-by-scene -scene basis, the scenes are going for different things. If you look at it in terms of character motivations, they are different. You know, in terms of the plot, the structure of the plot, the feeling and the of, of something greater, of a bigger destiny... The same thing that Luke has. The same thing that Ray has. That is Star Wars. That's what Star Wars is supposed to make us feel. Uh, yeah, they did it with the New Hope, and they continued they playing it safe with Force Awakens because Look, they had to. But Star like, Force Awakens is not a bad film because it plays it safe. Force Awakens is a film that people enjoy, and is a film that every, everyone liked when it came out. All right, all right, all right, all right. We're going in circles. Already forgotten, Sam, and already forgetting it. I'm gonna back Sam up on this. He's that's he's what he's saying is truth. The the audience and the the reaction of the studios, everybody. There, Force Awakens was better received than BBS. Let's not repeat that. I think that's fair. Okay. Anybody wants to yeah. argue that, I think, is unfair okay. because Talking about it was. That, it was better received. It was better received from, from a, a critical standpoint, yes. Yes. And an audience. So they continue right. to go, and I think we mm -hmm. all agree, or maybe we don't, but Last Jedi clearly stumbled them, and that's where things got south. Uh, but, all right, I, 
I'm going to get, because I'm seeing the comments and it's, it's, you guys are, it's back and forth. It's about 50, 50. So I'm going to give Ryan, I know you did, you didn't really get a chance. I'm going to yeah. let you and Adon have closing arguments here to see if you can help sway me one way or the other. Uh, what, again, why am I erasing one or the other? Why is BVS worth keeping over force awakens, et cetera? Ryan, go ahead. And then Adon, you'll, you'll end us. Absolutely. It just won't be long. So basically when you look at the trajectory of both of these films right now, Force Awakens was surrounded by so much hype, and people went to see it just like they went to see The Phantom Menace, which made a billion dollars in theaters. Um, people went to see it, and they were excited about Star Wars. It was so well marketed by the mass media conglomerate that is Disney, and it made a ton of money. But as time goes on, people are caring less and less about The Force Awakens. You can see that. That's not the same with the original trilogy. Uh, and I know Sam's trying to make these comparisons here, but that's never going to be the way of the original trilogy. That is always going to sustain. People don't care about The Force Awakens anymore. They don't care about the sequel trilogy anymore. It wasn't just because TLJ was bad. TLJ just exposed a lot of the problems and a lot of the lack of world building and character development in Force Awakens. When you look at Batman vs. Superman, the reason we're all here today is because hashtag release the Snyder Cut was trending worldwide. It was trending all week, first of all. And then just Sunday is when it absolutely went crazy, went over 800,000 tweets for hashtag Elisa Snyder Cut. That is because of that movie that you have in your hands right there. That yes, director's sir. cut of Batman vs. Superman. Preach, People brother. want to release the Snyder Cut because of what they feel for that movie and that vision going forward. And as time has gone by, people are loving that thing that you have in your hands more and more. They're appreciating it more and more. People are coming around to it because it means something. It has meaning in the stories that it tells and the character development that it has. And that's why people want to see more. The Force Awakens, people are ready to be done with the sequel trilogy. That's pretty much all I got to say on that. All right, Adon, you want to help uh, close out uh, at Sam? Can I help Sam there? Why, why is Force Awakens the better keep? So here's the thing. People aren't uh, in this argument. We're not talking about the trilogies. We're not talking about the upcoming films. We're talking about the movie itself. When uh, Batman versus Superman came out, people wanted more. They wanted it to be improved. And then the reason it got popular was because we did the ultimate cut in the ultimate edition. And even we even talked about it right now. Even after the ultimate edition, we would love to see more. We would love to see it redone and re. Uh, uh, read uh edit it and put in more scenes and clean it up in regards to force awakens i watched it i was content i was happy with it in the theaters i never asked the question like i would love to see this redone and i actually still wanted to see what was coming up next i'm not even going to bring in like what happened after uh last jedi came out because that's not the factor here the factor is when i watched this movie i didn't go i want to see this re-edited i want to see more scenes put in place I still want to see more scenes put in place in Batman versus Superman. And now that we're talking about the uh, Zack Snyder cut, let's bring that in uh, of the Justice League. I want synergy. I want things to be tied in together to flow better. That's going to happen if I redo the Batman versus Superman because it's going to flow better into Justice League and the rest of the universe. I want that synergy of that. Force Awakens, I could have watched that and been done as uh, as a movie and been like, okay, they gave me a little bit of a bait here. Batman versus Superman, when it ended, I was like, what just happened? Why am I getting this? Even with the Ultimate Edition, I still want more. That's what you we want. You want more BVC, B, B versus I want it S? to be redone 
Yeah, he wants more. He wants more of it. He clarified. He wants it to be. He, he felt unsatisfied. Yeah, he was unsatisfied and wanted it better. Gotcha. Whereas you're saying at the end of Force Awakens, you didn't want. You, no, you I was I was happy with the movie, and I did not say I wanted more. I wanted to go and re-edit this. Uche and Ryan, be honest. Were you disappointed at the end of BVS at all? No. Really? No. I'm dead ass. I went and watched the. the I went look, man. I was uh. I got invited to uh, an early screening of, B of BBS, and I was I was literally uh, during at the beginning of the fight scene between Batman and, Su and Superman. I was hoping there was another hour at least of the movie. I was checking my watch like, man, I hope this ain't. I hope it's not close to the end because this is dope. Like I enjoyed the theatrical cut, but as I learned how the movie was basically chopped up and rearranged, and thirty minutes was pulled out. And they promised Zack Snyder that they would give him an ultimate cut if he would just allow them to cut the movie down by 30 minutes. That's when I realized that the actual true vision of the movie was going to be the ultimate cut. When I saw the ultimate cut, it, I was totally satisfied. I was satisfied with the original cut, although I didn't think it was perfect. But I was still satisfied. I was still entertained. When I saw the ultimate cut, I understood that it was a great movie, in my opinion. Force Awakens, I watched The Force Awakens and I was and I had no desire whatsoever to see it again. I don't think I've seen it twice, to be honest. I think I've seen Force Awakens one time as a total. I've seen BVS maybe twelve times. I think I think their argument is that they just want a different Star Wars film. Whereas our argument is that we want Batman v Superman pretty much the same as what we saw in the film, just redone a bit better so it's not so Dull, so it deserves to exist more. Boom. Well, no, I'm saying that that's the Star Wars product, The Force Awakens. This is not a film that you guys personally enjoy, but it is a film that works in terms of what it set out to do. Batman v Superman did not. What did it set out, to, set out to do? I want you to explain to me what did The Force Awakens set out to well, do on, outside I'm, of providing a thousand trip. I'm going to answer for because he almost just shot himself in the foot, but then he he saved himself at the end because I think it does come down to the fact that it was it it did work for a lot of people. It was more commercially successful. People, I know not everyone Why? likes it. Star Wars I don't like either of them that much to be honest. But I, you know, leaving both of them, I was more disappointed with BVS, and I think others were as well. Uh, and, and not to take my own feelings, and I, it's hard to not in this one, but I am trying to step out of it because you did make some really strong points there at the end, but I think ultimately, ding, 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 to wrap this up, um, I think ultimately, the, the, we're, based off the arguments, Sam put himself foot in a couple times there, but he, he, did, he just sort of reiterated it. Like, B, BVS needed to be fixed. We've all sort of acknowledged that. So it would have been nice to refix it. Whereas Force Awakens, you just didn't like it, and that's fair. But a lot of people did, which we also acknowledge. So those are where I'm sort of stuck in the argument of trying to find an argument. A winner here is BBS clearly Let even the theatrical. <laughs> yeah, well, even theatrical. You know, you said they needed to put the ultimate cut in to fix the movie. So again, but you have the you have the ultimate cut in your hands, though, right? We're talking about the right. Blu-ray. Didn't fix it. it, 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 it I don't sure. think it fixed it for everybody, but it fixed. You know, okay. it gave you more of what you wanted, right? Because you said you liked it, and then you wanted more, and it worked. So, I, I, again, this isn't a knock to you guys or the movies. I think mm -hmm. based off those arguments and what you guys sort of gave into, I do have to give Sam that point. Ding, 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 ding. Which Yay. puts us at a super long, way too long episode. So I have to do it immediately. <laughs> no one's won yet. We're doing a tiebreaker, and I keep this fun. We're going to do who's the best, all right? I have two figures here, and we're going to keep this fun. And since you got the coin toss last time, actually, to be fair, uh, we got to do the same thing. It's got to be the same. Uh, Sam, you get to call it this time. Heads or tails? Tails. 
It's heads. So, uh, Shay, you get to pick this time, the character first. Uh, the next question is going to be, who is the best? I've picked out two toys from my uh, toy box here, and you guys have to determine who's the best. Uh, who would be the best? Uh, what did we say? Roommate? Did uh, we settle? Uh, roommate or was it best man? I oh, best, best man. man. Thank you. Who would be the better best man? Finn or Poe? Golly. <laughs> yeah. Golly. You, gotta, you gotta really put your debate skills here. Or would they be grooming groom? Who do you want to be your best man? You get to pick first, Uche. You want to pick defend Finn or Poe? God, two characters that I don't give a damn about. I will go. I will lean on the side of entertaining an entertaining character for what uh, it's worth. For what it, you know, for what I can really, ex- you know, just I, it's not entertaining though. But I'll go with Poe. Okay, all right, wrong way. Oh, yeah, right. uh, Uche's got Poe. All right, that means Sam and Adon. You guys have Finn. Boom, boom, boom. All right, uh, Uche, you get to start us off. Uh, again, we're going to keep this one tight because the show's yeah. going longer than usual. Uh, why would Poe be the better best man over Finn? Go ahead. Uh, I think Poe would be the better be- best man over Finn. One, because he's not a coward. And two, because he can fly a fighter jet. And what a better way to come to, to leave your wedding than to have, <laughs> have Poe Fly you in the fighter jet from the wedding per- uh, uh, reception. Wow, good save. Yeah, all right, I like that. Cool. All yes. right, uh, Ryan, you'll be next. But Sam, uh, what do you want to say regarding uh, Finn? Uh, Finn, uh, Finn sacrificed himself <laughs> at the end for not love, not romance, for friends. So I want a best man who's going to be there for me, who's going to be loyal. Who's gonna die for me if needs be? Stand there and bleed for me. Finn has shown himself to be someone who's willing to die for his friends. <laughs> Finn's, Finn's just as charismatic as Poe, can give just as good of a speech, and is also just like a totally sweet guy. Like like Poe is a bit snide. He's a bit he's 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 not as open as Finn is. He's the guy you get in a fight with at a bar. He's going to knock somebody out yeah. and have your like, back. Finn is going to be out the room at a bar, right? Do you? You don't want your best man to start fights. <laughs> no, he's going to have to fight. True. No one's going to start a fight at the wedding. He's going to finish it. <laughs> Ryan, all right, Ryan, go ahead. You're now back to Ryan O'Donnell's close this out. Uh, anything you'd like to add is for Poe being the better best man? Absolutely. So Uche brought up some absolutely great points. You're going to run in there flying that X-Wing looking good. You know what Finn would say? He'd be like, I need a pilot. That's what Finn would say. But you got Poe. He's a sweet guy, too. He's going to give you the literal shirt off his back. Even if you think he's dead and you stole it, whatever. He's still going to be okay with you having that. And then we know, we know, just like he did with Holdo, my man Poe is always about bros before hoes. That's what I'm about. That's what I want in my best man, having my back all the time. So it's it's not even really a question. It's absolutely 100% Poe Dameron. I mean, Finn can't even die right. (laughs) <laughs> all right adon take us home why is finn the better best man okay so finn is better than poe because poe is as you say he's a rogue he's a guy who does things on his own book and uh, unreliable he's he's un- you know 
Poe is un—he's not reliable. That's the issue. The whole second po movie was, unreliable, was yes. the fact that he's not reliable. And what you need in the best man is someone who is reliable. He's probably like, so he's trying to sneak off on the escape pod. Yeah. But let's uh, put in the uh, the fact of Finn is that guy. He's gonna uh, try to survive whatever way he can. But the fact of the matter is, he's gonna be there for his friends, and he's a problem solver. He like you put him in a bind. He's going to try to resolve the situation in a smart way. And that's why they, uh, in the second movie, they focus on him and his uh, resolution on it. Poe is not that smart guy. He's that guy that you said. He'll get in a fight and, and go on there. Finn won't get you in a fight. You won't be showing up to your wedding with a black eye. Poe will not even help us finish the fight. Poe would just turn up on the day a completely Poe wants to know what the plan is, Finn would spend Wait, it's true. It's days planning. Yeah. And, and to be fair, if you show up with Finn, you are showing up with a black guy. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> You're not going to show up with a black guy. I need Finn somebody to talk to the cops! Oh, man. All right. you, I was going to leave, but I, Sam made a really good point. Poe would show up. Uh, yeah, Finn would be prepared with the speech and everything else. Uh, Finn, 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 Finn was a janitor! He was a janitor! Wait, wait, wait. All right. I heard you all your thoughts. I, awesome. is, there's a little bit to it, but Ding Ding, that was fun. Thank you. Uh, who's the best is always a fun tiebreaker. Uh, you got me. You guys got me. When you're right, Finn would go ask, where do I get the plane? Whereas Poe would go find the plane. That really stuck with me. Finn, Finn would do And you do want a little bit of that. And it bros before hoes. Uh, yes. While I do believe Finn would die for you, he'd ask too many questions. He'd be, what's going on? What do I do here? What do I do? He'd prepare when you gave him a task. But he's like one of those guys you'd have to like, all right, we need you to go do this, 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 and this. And he'd be like, okay, 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 okay. Whereas Poe's going to be like, I did it all. I got it all done. Which I got that guy to do it. Poe wouldn't even approve of your your, your partner. <laughs> That's fair. Well, what, what? what was he saying? Uh, who who Star base? Jody's corner shout out. Finn would want to know how cute the groom is. Yeah, I mean, you don't ever know. Uh, uh, they, they both. I think they both would. I think they both. Grooming groom. Nothing. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, but anyway, uh, I gotta give Team Alpha the win. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, ding, 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 ding. That hey, was a beautiful thing. Bravo to everyone. Thank you so much, everybody. That was a lot of fun. That went a little longer than I thought, but I, I thought all worth it. I hope you guys enjoyed it at home as well. Uh, I got to give special shout outs to all these amazing fighters, all of which I hope you all come back. I hope you guys had a blast. I hope you felt that this was a fair fight. Uh, thank you so much for coming by. Let's go give some plugs. Uh, starting over Ryan Canal over RK Outpost. The link to his YouTube channel is in my uh, description there. Anything else you want to send out there, Ryan? Uh, no, just thanks for having me on, Andy. It's awesome. Uh, you can catch me on my channel, Ryan Kennel, RK Outpost. You can catch me on Geeks and Gamers. Catch me on Sports Wars, talking Star Wars comics, pop culture, whatever. But awesome being here. Thank you so much. Yeah, I love it, Ryan. Thank you so much for this, for coming. And then we got over on your side, Uche. Uche, where can people find you? The link to your, uh, your channel is in the description. Anything else you want to send places? Uh, again, yeah, I just want to say I had a great time. Had a great time discussing this, uh, these numerous topics with topics with you guys. Uh, you can catch me on the observant lineman, but my channel, just search my name, it'll pop right up. Uh, but I, I'm also on Geeks and Gamers, also on Sports Wars. 
So, uh, yeah, just really glad that you uh, had us on and really looking forward to coming back on again sometime. Yeah, anytime. You guys were a lot of fun. And then, Sam Jones, you you were up against the wall, but you delivered. I, I loved it. You were rolling blunts throughout the show. I mean, you were just you were just owning it. Oh, those are cigarettes. Yeah. Whatever it was, it's legal. In, in, in England, we roll cigarettes. We don't. Either way, you look you look like a badass doing it. Uh, but thank you so much oh, for coming. You. Your videos are a lot of fun. Check out nit, uh, Nit Picks over on YouTube. The link is in the description down below. Anything else you'd like to plug? Uh, these guys. Thank you guys so much for giving me such a stimulating debate. You guys are really fun to talk to. And, oh, yeah. It's yeah. awesome, man. Definitely check yeah, out same, stuff. Here. same here. Yeah, it's fun when we can I watched their vids before as well. I was really impressed with them. And, yeah. Thanks, yeah. guys. Yeah, it's fun. We can hey. have a civil back and forth. It's not all fandom is toxic. See, we can, it can it all exists here. Surprise, we got surprise. Both sides. <laughs> I love the beauty of bringing back the show in this day and age to prove, uh, you know, fandom menace, geeks and gamers, all these places that people seem to be afraid of. No, let's talk. We can do it. We can have these conversations. So thank you all for doing it. Adon, my buddy Adon over here, go check out Nerd Tots if you guys like D&D. Anything yeah. you would like to say, Don? Uh, it's always a blast being here. I'm happy to meet you guys. You have some really good yeah. arguments. I'm a little sad I lost, but you know what? <laughs> yeah, well, you know what, man. We were doing good. Uh, it, was a, it was a great, it was great, nice. discussion. It was a great battle. It was a great discussion. Uh, yeah. And uh, I want to bragger. Thanks for a good show, lads. Thank you for the support there. There were a couple others I was trying to get through quickly. Uh, Rock Corin, I'm with Team Alpha. You got a point there, guys. Uh, trying to make sure I didn't miss any of these. I, I forgot there was a few more. Uh, Bunda earlier. Thank you to shout out to Ricardo Bunda, our moderator and the, the mods. Thank you so much. He was talking about how Man of Steel is a beautiful film. I've come around. I do. I, I gotta watch it again. Justice League, not a beautiful film for me. Batman vs. Superman, I got some problems with. But I will come around and apologize. Okay, Man vs. Steel is better than I thought. So there you go. I'm not the DC hater as much as I used to be. Uh, but anyway, thank you all for awesome debate. That was really so much fun to watch. Uh, thank you guys. Come back anytime, all of you watching. Stay tuned. Next week, we'll have an announcement. Uh, YouTube membership is coming. There's going to be a lot of cool stuff that you guys are going to be able to get involved even more than usual with special badges and, and things that are going to make an exclusive stream. So stay tuned. Uh, if anybody's, this was so long, I'm going to at least stick here with Adon for our little quick after show, which we do currently on Patreon, but soon will be on YouTube in their membership. So stay tuned next week. I should have more. Our next episode, which is Thursday, I'll have more announcements. And also, we're now on Spotify. You can listen to your Nerd Wars off of YouTube if you want to listen. I know a lot of you wanted that. We're now on Spotify, hopefully soon on iTunes and other podcast outlets. So lots more brewing. Thank you guys so much for everybody for the support and all the fighters who came on. I uh, Have an awesome week, everybody. We'll be back Thursday, 9 p.m. We got an awesome guest. If you guys don't know him, the amazing Lucas. He's a really funny YouTube Ooh. channel. Uh, really fun personality. We're going to be doing, I think, a Marvel fight finally. Uh, he's going to go up against dis, dis some Marvel stuff. So it's not just DC here. Uh, get ready for a Marvel fight with Amazing Lucas and TBD Fighter on Thursday, 9 p.m. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Have an awesome one. Bye! Bye! Woo, woo, woo. Bye. Hey.